We're back. We are back. Howdy, howdy. Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the MSM Pod. Major sports media back in action. I am Sean Crow. Matt Benavides. Matthew Thomas. Michael Gregory. How was everybody's weekend? We're coming in a little bit late, later in the week, so uh, had a little bit of change of schedule, but we are back. Um, everybody have a good Father's Day. Benavides, you were the only father at the table. How was your Father's Day? Uh, great. Uh, you know, spent time with my daughter, um, got a present, which was pretty good, and uh, pretty good altogether. I gotta say, uh, it was a mug. It was very greatly designed. Uh, young Picasso on your hands. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. It's going to cost a lot, but hey, I'll take it. I hear you. So from good news of Father's Day to even better news of the MLB, I'll be honest, when, we, when I was like kind of making the thinking of what we could talk about the past week, I was like, I'm not going to talk about baseball. Like, I'm so sick of talking about baseball not being back. Like, Literally, I'm so, every, every day it changed. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I feel like the past two pods we've talked about, like it could possibly, it might, it might. And I'm so glad that. I can add it to the to the rundown, and we can actually talk about it and not get frustrated. Baseball, baseball's back. It's back. It's back, man. Wow. Finally, and it should be coming back essentially when NBA comes back. So now you get to double dip on sports. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, NBA is set to return. I think July thirty first, July thirtieth, I believe. Thirtieth, okay. same thing. MLB is set to return around that set date. They report spring training two point July first. And it'll they be have, essentially a month. That's like yeah, next, that that's this exactly one week from today. Exactly. Wow. So I mean that they, they get their little spring training in and then boom, you got MLB, boom, you got NBA. Sports is back. Man, we got took, stuff to talk about. I'll tell you. Do, do you know what the what the terms were? I thought it was what, sixty games or something? Sixty games. So they're doing sixty games. Um, they're gonna do uh, ten games versus uh, each divisional opponent, opponent, so 40 games in your league, and then 20 games outside. It could be so Yankees could be playing the Astros, Ooh. the Astros could be playing the Dodgers. Awesome! So they have those 20 games in there, they still haven't really released what those games are, which right. I'm yeah. hoping they, they throw that in there because I mean, it's gonna be fun to watch, especially it's a shortened season. So oh, the yeah. thing about this MLB, those MLB season, even though it's been you know. A sickening offseason, I think, if you're an MLB fan. I think yeah. the casual fan, though, is short short term. So they're going to forget about everything that just happened. As soon as you put right. on sports, you're going to be like, oh, everything that happened? Forgot about it. You know, um, It's going to be fun to watch. Now, with it being 60 games, Sean, Matt, the Washington Nationals won the World Series last year. Correct. Juan Soto's 21. 50 games. Last oh, year? Real quick, did you know that Juan Soto was 21 years old? He's 21. He is 21. Oh, yeah. Joe Buck, if you're listening, and I know you are, Juan Soto's 21. Yeah, we got you covered, Joe. Don't You don't have to tell us again. We know Juan Soto is 21. Sorry, continue. Well, did you know he's 21? I do know now. Ah, he's 21. 21. So back to the Nats. Okay, so through 50 games last year, they were 19 and 31. Ooh. Jeez, really? Yeah. So if you think about it like that, there is so much more pressure now on teams to perform. You have 60 games. Yeah. If you have a shitty start, it's it. If you get five games behind, it's you're gonna be yeah, it's gonna done. be tough to come back and climb. But granted, things have happened, but 
you look at the Nats, who are the defending world championship. If that happens to the Yankees, the Astros, the Mets, whoever it is, good luck trying to – you're not going to make it. Yeah. No, it makes it – it's it's turning into football. It's turning into basketball. Every game means more, which I think is going to bring in that casual fan base. I mean, I'll probably still be watching. Um, but I, I think, you know, it definitely is interesting. Like you said, it's a shortened season. So, you 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 know – one of the regular what 162 game season, yeah. you go on like a, a six seven game losing streak. It really doesn't, you know. You don't know. You that. know, it doesn't really yeah, mean anything. Huge swings, yeah. Right, but now your season practically could be over if you come out of the gate slow. I think you hit it right on the head because you know a lot of people compare you know baseball saying hey their games aren't as meaningful. Well, now you compare it to the NBA and the NFL. These games, every game. Will count. You know, oh, yeah, it's going to come down to the the end here. Yeah, they're playing so, less baseball games than the the NBA is playing, and they're going to pack them like they did originally, right? So there'll be like three, four games in a row, like yeah, four four days in a row. I you think, know what I mean? Like yeah. I think they're going to. It's not, gonna, it's not six spaced out. They're still bringing it condensed. Like it normally would yeah. be right. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of it, so extra inning. So they spice it up a little bit, you know, because shorter season you can do some things. Yeah, so extra innings to say tenth inning. Now you start with the runner on second. Ooh, really? I yeah, like that. that. Runner's going to start on I second. See, I knew they. I knew they were going to do the universal DH, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that. That's so, awesome. Nationally and American League will both have DH. Oh, it's, it's all yeah, the way around. National Which American is, League DH cross should have been. Happening. That's what it's. Yeah, come on. I mean, that's a very arbitrary rule, yeah. and that was now the old school people. They probably like that, but let's be real. Who wants to see a pitcher who has no idea what they're up to? Up to that's hit maybe. 92, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. And you don't even want to see him swinging in the batter's No. Like, he's you know, scared for his life. Or he's bunting when there's like two out. You know, like. Yeah. So I guess it's really going to bring small ball back, especially in the extra innings. Uh, yeah. Like if, if you got to run nobody out second. on second, you bunt, get him to yeah, third. But I, I think with the universal DH, you're going to see a lot of those, and a short season, you're going to see a lot of those starting pitchers go deep because they don't have to worry about batting. Right. They don't, you know, they don't have to worry about so many games. You don't have to worry about because I, I remembered as a pitcher, uh, a twenty win season is something you strive for, and so yeah, hitting that is a big. You want to strive for that, and not you, sixty games. You're gonna have and I guess that's another thing that you said, not pulling the pitchers early because, like, you're oh. not going to play nearly as many games because a pitcher pitches in a hundred sixty two games. How much is like a starting ace pitcher? You so with thirty games, thirty is it really that much? Twenty five to thirty yeah. games. Okay, so there's games where they'll pull him in the sixth or pull him in the fifth. We got a lead, but now it's like, do you still pull him that early, or you're like, hey, let's just see how far he can go because it's not like he has to play a ton of games. I got a fun another rule that the MLB is putting in place that a lot of people kind of forgot about is this season, a if you're a pitcher and you get brought in, you have to face at least three batters. So you know those left-handers specialists that come in, uh-huh. face one batter, and they flip them. Guess what? He's got to face. Out? He's got to face three batters, or he's got to go the rest of the inning. Wow! Yeah, so that's going to be a cool little, you know, yeah, that, would, that there. Would definitely change. Your They're hoping that direction. kind of speeds up the game because you have all those mound visits. I think they limited those down again. I think you only get like five. Good. I think this is this is definitely the year to kind of experiment. So yeah. I think it's great that they put in like all these new rules. Yeah, that's second base in the tenth inning rule. That's going to be yeah. fun. That's right? awesome. It's going to be like, now you're going to be glued on, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, extra innings, of course you are. You're hoping something 
uh, walk-off homer. But now you're going to eliminate those 16, 17 inning games where it's just kind of boring. Right. Um, so it's going to be fun. They still have a trade deadline, August 31st. So okay. quick. So you, yeah, it's like, okay, who's good, who's not? Let's get them out of here. Yeah, you got to figure it out. Um, real quick. What else happened? I think, uh, I mean, for COVID testing, uh, they'll be testing every other day. Um, they'll have everybody six feet apart. I think uh, they're only allowed to go to the stadiums uh, five hours before, whereas uh, they were saying some people would get there. Let's say you had a seven o'clock game, they get there at noon, noon, and people would just play cards all day. Like, hey, you want to go like just hang out in a clubhouse, have a couple of drinks? This is just like hanging out with your buddies. I guess this is really pretty it is. much like, hey, let's play some cards, let's play some fungal golf. But now, now they limit it to five hours before, and then. I think 30 minutes after the game for players and an hour after for reporters. So they're getting everybody out. Yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. There's a lot of new rules here for the MLB. Um, exciting. Uh, I'm just – now, granted, I think the players still technically have to agree to it, but it looks like it's – It looks like they met all the requirements, right? It looks like it's set in stone, but, you know, the way this thing's gone uh, – who knows? Could you imagine if this gets ripped out from under us oh, again? Oh, man, I'd be crushed. Well, it's, I'm glad baseball's back, and I'm not even a baseball fan. Um, one last question I'll ask. Yeah. We got a little bit of time on this on this topic. Um, do you think with it running up against basketball that it's not going to get as many viewers? Obviously, Well, obviously it's not going to get as many viewers as if there was no sports, but do you think it's like, damn, like we kind of we kind of screwed it up because now basketball's coming back, so we're not going to get those casual fans. Oh, they they definitely screwed it up. Um, I think they'll get more viewers than they would have before. Yeah, right. Um, but they definitely dropped the ball. And if they would have, if I think the original, if they would have started July first, I think right July fourth, that was their All Star break. If yeah. they would have started then, you would have had the whole month to yourself. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you. But, you know, they really missed it here because now you have to have a spring training. got to get people loose. got to right. have people have that live kind of practice. And, you know, you're right. You're, you're going to lose some to the NBA. And, you know, there's a lot more fans, I think, that are garnered to the NBA. And right. yeah. especially with their kind of own rules and tweaks there. I mean, how can you not be excited? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Not, I mean, not only that. And now with, you know, uh, NASCAR taking the stage that, that it is. That's that's going to take away viewership as well because yep. more people are going to be interested in what's going on in the NASCAR world, which is good. I mean, hey, exposure to all sports. I'm all for it. So, um, so switching gears, kind of moving over to football. Um, the first thing we want to talk about, let's get the bad news out of the way first. We got a lot of really cool stuff coming up. Let's get the bad news out of the way. Um, Debo Samuel, broken <sighs> foot, man, probably going to be out for the year, I would imagine, right? No, I think six weeks. They're targeting really? six weeks. Wow. They're going to put him on the pup. And then um, at least that's what I, I, I've kind of read. They're, okay. they're thinking six weeks. Hopefully he comes back. Right. I mean, I guess it is still only thing. June. Yeah. So This was a guy, like, he was essential. to them. It was George Kittle. It was mm-hmm. Debo. And then they went, They got Emmanuel Sanders. Well, he's well, gone. Yeah, but, he's but, gone but, I mean, they did. They leaned on, as far as running backs go, they leaned on Raheem Mostert a whole yeah. a They whole had, whole. what, three running backs. They had yeah, Mostert, yeah. Colvin, or... Uh, yeah. Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. They traded Matt Breida, and they have another running back. They have tell you. a bunch of running backs. They saw where's Jared McKinnon? Yeah, that there is. Okay. Yeah, 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 I knew there yeah, was another one. Like, yeah. that's a big guy Jeez, too. You know, two years ago, back. that guy was going in fantasy drafts with second, third round, something like that. 
Um, but yeah, Debo for them, he was their stud. He was going to be the rock, their number one wide receiver. Obviously, I would say Kettle is probably their their number one. Yeah, their two options there at this point. But you had a guy who he had over 800 yards uh, receiving, three touchdowns, and he ran the ball out of the backfield with those jet street or sweeps that we talked about, and you saw in the Super Bowl, he did it extremely. Yeah, well. he did a really good job, and he had over 150 yards during the season with another three touchdowns. So you're looking that's a thousand yards. That you're going to be missing. Dang. So hopefully, you know, kudos or cheers to him. Kudos to him. Hope quick healing. Um, hopefully, he gets wrapped up and ready to roll soon. Because I mean, Debo, that was a guy I was targeting in fantasy. Oh, because everybody man. kind of forgot about him. I was like, yeah, they yeah. lost Sanders. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to be their guy they're throwing to. And yeah, no, I, I agree. He was definitely a sleeper going into the fantasy season, and now that's. I mean, well off the board. You know, you might be able to get them in the late, late rounds and hope your team is deep enough. But yeah, that'd be about it. Yeah. Um, so interesting fact. Uh, apparently, he set the wide receiver rushing record in the Super Bowl um, this past Super Bowl. So fun fact. How many um, yards? It was over sixty, right? I thought he had seventy-seven. Um, what I'm looking thought, at it, so. I don't really know. Sammy was taking a third round. Well, that's the caption. Um, South Carolina products had a Super Bowl record for rushing yards by a receiver less than three minutes into the game, scampering for 32 yards on a reverse. So so basically in the first play, he broke the record. <laughs> Clearly but it wasn't. doesn't really say what the actual record is. Which is yeah, I remember he was just gashing people, which was so much fun. Um, man, let's see. I, I think uh, – I don't know. Uh, I know – I think it was six rushes for 102 yards or something like that. That's yeah. On the Super Bowl? Yeah. Jesus. Or that could be all the playoffs, but yeah. regardless, that, that's a lot. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, so, um, man, from uh, from breaking a foot to, to almost breaking a jaw, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Yeah, my guy – my tight end Dallas Goddard, oh, uh, man. getting his his chin rocked at yeah. a restaurant in um, South Dakota, where he's originally from. He went to South Dakota State. Shout out Jack Rabbits, um, <laughs> and yeah. So I I first saw the the headline. I got the ESPN app, obviously. So I got the update, and it was you know Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard, you know, gets KO'd at local restaurant or something, and I'm like. This is not the type of press that we need. You know what I mean? And then I was like, well, maybe it's a bar fight and he just got rocked. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Uh, everyone, everyone, anyone can get caught. And that's the thing is the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And yeah. just watching MMA for so long and, you know, just watching people get knocked out in the street. It doesn't really matter how big you are. Everyone's got that spot and it's right here on your jawline. He and fell hard. Yeah, well, you forget. I mean, he's like 6'8", 240. He's, like, he's a big, good. He's a big boy. I may be exaggerating. No, but he's still little, big. I think he's probably 6'3", six, six, 6'4". Six, I mean, he's a big dude, but man. Yeah, well, you I guys mean, have So, okay, boom. Even bigger than what I said. 6'5", 256. Good. You said 6'8". Did I say 6'8"? Yeah, yeah you said 6'8", like 240. Okay. So he's shorter but bigger. Okay. Still, that's, a, that's a big person that, That's a big with. dude. Like that, if I'm going to a bar... And I have that guy with me. I'm talking so much shit. Yeah, <laughs> man, man, I'm six two. Well, not, you know? not with a jaw like that. You know? <laughs> well, in his oh. defense, okay. So this is the thing that I saw it, and I was like, okay, I'm pissed off because this is my guy, and I hope he didn't do. I hope we didn't have like a Riley Cooper situation on our hands. Oh you know what I yeah, mean? yeah. Um, but 
then I read like another tweet that he had gotten he sent to the I don't think he was got sent to the hospital. So I hope guys like a broken jaw or something. God. So the, as the reports are are coming out, I see yeah. more and more that it's he was sent to the hospital, but he was fine. He checked out. He was just right. like they just sent him there because confession protocol. Yeah, right. So send him there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And so uh, and then I saw it was unprovoked. I was like, okay, cool. And then it said sucker punch. I was like, okay, well, I know you know. Video is going to come out sooner or later. Yeah, of course. And sure enough, so by the looks of it, um, he was in an argument with the gentleman in front of him. And he kind of had his hand. So he had a drink in his left hand. And he's pushing the guy in front of him with his right hand. He's saying, hey, social distance, man. Right. He's saying, get back. I'm here. He was there with his family. Imagine getting knocked out from your mom. Ooh. Like, that's got to suck, right? So you're, push- yeah. so you're pushing this guy away. And then the dude comes from his left. And just throws his whole body into this punch. And again, like it doesn't matter how big you are, anybody can go to sleep. Of yeah. course. So, and he again got his hands on this guy, on the guy in front of him with his right hand. He's got a drink in his left hand. I, you can see that he turned to look at the guy, but it was too late, and, and he hit him. Just so that's the type of thing that's like, bro, all these fake tough guys out there, and this dude's probably walking around saying they knocked out Dallas Goddard. It's like, bro, you didn't. I mean, yes, you did, obviously, but. You couldn't take him in one on one. Yeah, yeah. If he and that's the trash part about it. Exactly. And I think that's why I think Dallas Goddard got away with not got away with, but has kind of came out of this unscathed Twitter wise. Because anybody gets knocked out in a fight, like it's gonna go viral. It's gonna not like oh, it's gonna get made fun of. Yeah. But nobody's really making fun of Dallas Goddard because like everyone was like, okay, yeah, he got sucker punched. Like that's not cool. Like, yeah. So that was the one thing I was excited because I was like, man, I do not want to deal with the roasting. That's about to come <laughs> Oh, because you know it would have been uh, bad. I feel with that, like, there's no way you can roast it. Because like we said, they, that guy just came out of nowhere. Like, Did he? I, I kinda, haven't seen it. Kind of left field and just, like, threw everything he had to this Really? So, okay, here we go. Well, hold on. So I got it muted, you know, because we, we can only show so much here. But so basically, like I said, so he's got his right arm on oh, the guy in front of him. He's got a drink in his left hand. And this dude just comes out of left field and – and drops the hammer, huh? It's, yeah, so he's arguing with this guy. Here he comes. Bow! Oh. You hate to see that. I mean, again, and he's just out. Yeah. But the, the the cool thing about it, though, obviously, you know, not... There's a punch. bright side of this? Well, <laughs> Silver lining to every, every... Well, the good thing is, like, so many players came out and was like, well, like, dude, we're going to kill this dude. So I don't know if you guys know this, um, but on the there was a show that they released on Amazon Prime about the Eagles, like the whole last season. It was like almost like a hard knocks type yeah. deal, but it was with Amazon Prime. And um so he actually lives, he has a house that he bought together with Avante Maddox, the cornerback. Apparently him and Avante are like best friends. They met at the NFL Combine. Yeah. They just became really cool. They were bunk, they were like roommates at the NFL Combine in How Indianapolis. Weird. Just came cool, ended up both getting drafted by That's Philly. Cool. Dallas in the, I think, second round and Avante in like the third or fourth. And they just like, dude, let's just buy a house together, right? Right. So, of course, this is what they did or maybe they're renting. I don't know. But it's them two and like another mutual friend. So, all the players come out and um, Avante was like, uh, I think he tweeted out something like, if you know, if I was there, I would have gone to jail or something like that. Um, And then Rasul, uh, so, not now, please. Um... So Avante Maddox says, uh, yeah, yeah, lucky I wasn't there, the cornerback wrote. Uh, Would have been some problems, dead ass. Uh, And then then Rasul Douglas, who I normally hate, uh, came out and and, and quotes me that and was like, swear to everything, I'd be in jail right now. 
So you got all his boys are riding for him. Yeah. And then I saw Lane Johnson came out and tweeted something with like, point him out. I'm gonna come find him. Like, now, see, Lane Johnson, I think I would. That not is want. a scary. Yeah, man. I, I wouldn't want that. So watching the video, I mean, it looks like. I don't. I don't think Dallas did anything or his family. Do you think it's just like one of those guys that it's a rival? Like it's it was a Cowboys fan or just somebody that I'm a big. Yeah, I think it was a, a combination of that and somebody who was like, "Oh, that's Dallas Goddard." Oh, well, with alcohol, bro. Like in, so, finally in South Dakota, like if, if this dude came to Dallas or came to Houston, we'd all probably be like, "Oh, that dude's tall and keep it moving, right?" Yeah. But in South Dakota, like you know who Dallas Goddard is at yeah, least. Yeah. You know I mean, like he's the man in South Dakota because there's you know who else is really popping in South Dakota? Like you're not wrong, go, go right? So. uh I think it was somebody who poked their chest out and was like, okay, like let's see if we can, you know, talk a little trash. I'm not saying he was a Cowboys or Redskins right. or Giants fan like that, but I'm sure there was words spoken and they were like, dude, this is Dallas Goddard. He's he's got his hands full. Let me go over there and get on World Star. And I mean, guy got what he wanted, but I don't you know Twitter always finds their guy. I hope that guy got arrested, man. Uh I mean I I think it I said think, I, I think, think they said that he did get arrested. I think, I think yeah. arrested would be getting off light because if by the sounds of it, if somebody finds him that's on the Eagles, it's not going to end well. No, that's what I'm saying. And as 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 far as the Eagles travel, there's got to be some Eagles fans in South Dakota. Really? Especially, you got Carson from North Dakota, Dallas from South Dakota. I'm sure there's a lot of Eagles fans oh, yeah. in the Dakotas, I would imagine. All of a sudden. Right? Um, but again, apparently he came out, he's fine. So, um, that's good. So switching over from one Dakota to another... Uh, Dakota Prescott goes ahead and signs his franchise tag with the Dallas Cowboys. His mama named him Dakota. I'm going to call him Dakota, mm. right? Um, so he signs his franchise tender with the Dallas Cowboys for $31.4 million. That is a lot of quiche. Congrats to Dak Prescott. Congrats like Dakota to Prescott. Yeah, that's his name. We should call him. Because he essentially just signed a three-year, $123 million deal. How do you figure? Okay, think about it. If I'm Dak Prescott, I wanted a four-year deal. You didn't give it to me. Now you franchise tag me. I right. get 30. You said 31? 31.4. Next year, I, if I don't like the contract, guess what? Franchise tag me. You're not going to ride with, I don't know, Ryan Fitzpatrick or... Uh, Andy Dalton is the backup right Andy, now. Right? You're not going to ride with Andy Dalton. Yeah, you're not taking okay. a right rifle. Even Dallas. if he, even at his worst year when he threw, I think it was 26 touchdowns in like... 10 interceptions and he had 3,500 yards. That was like his worst year. And his best year was last year where he almost threw for 5,000 yards. And oh, is that when they went seven and nine? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's make sure we're talking about the same year. Statistically, that was his best year. And you just signed him to 31 million for a franchise tag. Next year, right. he gets franchise tag 122% more. So now he's looking at 40%. He, he, Again, the next year on. But top is that it. guaranteed? With guaranteed, with, with so this, this is guaranteed money. But what I'm saying is, no, I know that. But I'm saying is, is, is the next year that big contract guaranteed, even with the coronavirus affecting the salary cap? Yeah, it'll take the salaries of the quarter top three quarterbacks, two mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Oh, but, so the salary will, salary cap will go down, but his number won't because it's the average. Mm-hmm. Got exactly. it. Okay. And then the third year, if uh, for whatever reason, if but he you can't tag. Two Not, years in yeah. a row. Yeah, you can. You, you can't can. tag two or years. Or three years in a row. Yeah. You can do three. Oh, really? I thought yeah, you needed a transition third, The third year, it's like 150%, and it, he'd be paid like $50 million. I thought it was first year was franchise, second year was transition. You couldn't do it a third time. That's what I thought. I, I think it, you still can. Wow. Yeah, because that was something that – Well, here's the hope, and that doesn't 
I mean, at well, that point, Jerry's got to make a move if you franchise tag him that many times. I mean, how hard it – like, Prescott, all he wanted was a four-year deal because he knew at the end of it he'd be like 32 or something, and he could go get more money. That's crazy. Yeah, so two years. Players can be franchise tagged in consecutive seasons, but the financial downsides to, uh, teams will increase each time. Two years in a row, for example, the player means 120% of the previous year's salary. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that would be the transition tag the second year. I was about to, I thought you can only do it twice. Okay. But, wow, that's but still, still a lot That's still crazy. And and that's the thing is, like, you just paid Zeke. You just paid Cooper. You just paid uh, the guy on defense. Was it Smith, Jalen Smith? They paid somebody on defense, I mm-hmm. forget. Like, they're running out of money, especially when oh, you get back that much. Like, yeah, real quick. They're not going to have any money for like any defensive players. And then they got some older guys. They got Gerald McCoy on defense. Yeah. They got Robert Quinn, or maybe that was last year. That was last year. Yeah. Well, they also got uh, no. Who's the guy um, that went to jail and he got reinstated? Oh, uh, the defensive end. Yeah, oh, yeah. Alden Smith. Alden Smith. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they're getting a lot of these guys and hoping they can stick. But the same thing, I'm a Gerald McCoy fan. He went to OU, go Sooners, Boomer Sooner. But, like, he's not you know, exactly no spring chicken. You know yeah, what I mean? and you lost Byron Jones. Right, you lose Byron Jones. They got – their whole offensive line is, you know, it's a great offensive line, but they're, they've all been paid. You got Amari Cooper, who's been signed at one of the highest wide receiver deals. Right. You have Co- or Ziku Elliott, who's been signed. He signed his oh, big deal. A ton. And now with Dak – and you're running and, out of money, and man. Mr. Uh, my hands don't get cramps while writing checks. Like they're gonna have to, man, because there's a salary cap for a reason. Yeah, so. you're, you're just it's not like out. the NBA or MLB where you can you can go over it, but you're gonna pay a hefty a luxury fund, tax, which would be fun to see. But oh, man, yeah. they they uh, kind of back themselves in a corner. So are yeah. you gonna ride with Andy Dalton, or are you gonna keep on dacking it? So that's the thing. Is like I think. Okay, my question to you guys is: Do you think this shows a lack of um, what's the word I'm looking for? A lack of confidence in Dak as a quarterback. The reason why they haven't signed it to a multi multi year deal, or do you think it's because um, well, we just don't have the money right now. We can't afford to you know sign you right now. Because again, if they he, now he still has till July fifteenth to sign a, a longer right. deal, and then if he don't, if maybe by July fifteenth they can't discuss terms until after the season's mm-hmm. over. So, if I'm Dak, I'm remembering this moment when next season comes around. Yeah, uh, I think he's a a decent quarterback. I'll give it to. Him. I think he's That's decent. I don't think he's great. I think he's good enough. He's good. Would you yeah. put him top twelve? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe like 10, 10 to twelve range. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's he's he doesn't suck. I'm I'm a realist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But I don't think he's nearly as good as as people make him out to be. Nearly Do you think good. he's thirty one point four million dollars good? Absolutely not. But I'm so glad they're paying that much. Money. <laughs> well, that's why you're not. Do you, you think, think he's better than the Cowboys? Do you think he's better than Kirk Cousins? I think he is Kirk Cousins. You think he is? Yeah, I think he I is Kirk that's Cousins. That's a good comparison. I can see uh, that. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't have a crazy arm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not he's he's mobile enough. Mobile, but not. You know what I mean? Like he's not gonna. You know Lamar. I don't think he's as as agile as Carson is. Um, just to compare him to Carson, but I I think he's nothing special. But he like he'll do. Yeah. Like I don't okay. again. Like he's won what one playoff game his whole career. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and is wildly underachieved year after year with the you Cowboys. You know who that sounds like? Who's that? Tony Romo. <laughs> Tony had a lot. I mean, that sounds I, like Dak has a future at CBS Sports. I hear you. Well, Tony Romo never got stomped out at uh, Palm Beach or whatever. But that's <laughs> uh, so that's the thing. So with with them having to pay him all this money, um, it really makes it hard to sign uh, or trade for. Any big name guys? I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, Jamal Adams has re- officially requested a trade with the Jets, and I remember when I put it in the group text with you guys. Uh, one of y'all was like, "Yeah, didn't that already happen?" I'm like, well, he had, there had been rumors that he was unhappy yeah. that he wanted to be yeah. traded, but this is the first time he officially came out and said, "I want to be traded." And I was reading something earlier today that said apparently Adam Gase was a huge reason behind that. Um, so apparently him and Adam Gaze bumping heads. I think he's a terrible coach. I don't see how he has a job. Yeah. Uh, but my question to you. Okay. Where do you think Adams goes? Do you think he, so he lists, sent out a list of seven teams, which are just like pick the top seven teams like in the Baltimore league. Ravens, it's like Kansas City, Kansas Baltimore. City, it's like, well, no, Houston, duh, Texas. You want he's, to play. he's from Texas. So he yeah. put Houston. Um, he, he put, put Dallas because I think he's. He's a big. He's actually like a big Cowboys fan or something, growing up or something like that. And he's been actively trying to go to Dallas. I think I saw a video the other day. I guess he was in Dallas. I think he lives in like Frisco or something. And uh, he was driving around, and somebody's like, "Hey, when are you gonna come to the Cowboys?" He's like, "I'm trying." Yeah. So that sucks if you're on the Jets. Like, this guy's out there like yelling out at people across the street. Like, <laughs> I'm literally trying to leave this team, but I just don't see the Cowboys as being a team that can afford him right now. No, I don't. I don't think they can. Either. Like his whole thing is he wants more money. Now the, the Jets have the money to pay him. Well, he he's come out and said like, "Hey, if I get traded to one of these teams, I'll play the rest of my contract, which is two years this year, next year." He said that. Yeah, I did not see that. Hey, yeah, he, he said it. I mean, I mean, I guess hey, that's what you need to say. But when right? you get there, <laughs> hey, you exactly. know, uh, I don't know. I even if even if that were the case, and and he wanted you know just to get out, he's willing to play under his contract i can't imagine that's a when you go to extend him that's probably going to be a pretty hefty so let me you know what i'm saying let me read off the teams that he wants to go to okay these are the the teams he listed baltimore ravens duh dallas cowboys yeah houston texans kansas city chiefs fly philly fly san francisco seattle in Tampa Bay. So you named two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Uh, how many of those were playoff teams last year? Everybody but except, the Cowboys? Except Tampa and the Cowboys. Well, Tampa just got Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski yeah. and, and have Mike Evans and, like, an amazing offense. So if, you know what I mean? If you're Tampa, you got to be sitting there like, hey, we got Tom Brady. We have him for two years. We have – you could have Adams for two years. Like, why not go all the way – we're already here. I think – if you're every one of those teams, like you're making that call, yeah. all seven teams should be on the phone. Even the Texans are making that call, and they don't have anything. Like <laughs> that's the thing. Like the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs, you gotta you gotta push them off the side because uh-huh. they don't have the money, they don't have the cap room. Um, and then you get to the Cowboys, the same thing. They don't have the cap. They had to get rid of Byron Jones because they don't have the cap room. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't Kansas City have like thirty seven dollars in cap or something yeah, like that? Yeah. That was like the funny thing. That everyone yeah. Was. So then you get down to Philly, San Francisco, Seattle, Seattle, and Tampa Bay. Out of those four, um, 
you could see Seattle. You, hey, they had Earl Thomas, you know, right. once upon a time. You could see what they do. Like, hey. They're always contenders. You'd be like, hey, Adams, you saw what we did with Cam Chancellor and uh, Earl Thomas. We could make you that guy. I didn't realize looking at Jamal Adams' stats, he had six sacks last year. Yeah, so he's wow. he's more of a stop the run, uh, blitz the quarterback. He's not really great in coverage. He doesn't yeah. have a ton of interceptions. Uh, but I think, you know – I think he graded a 90 for both uh, rushing and, like, passing, like, yeah. cash coverage. So, I mean, like, he, he can do it all. He might not be, like, interception-wise, but, like. Yeah, he's not uh, – from what I was reading and just watching, like, film on a little bit was he's not he's not great in coverage. Yeah. But if you need a guy that can, like, rush the line, stop the run game, and, uh, and, and blitz the quarterback, like, he's amazing. He was the reason why they beat the Cowboys – um, in that, I think it was like week seven, week eight game. Yeah. He had the game winning sack on Dakota Prescott. Uh, Damn. I think it was like overtime or like the, the final drive. Get up. Uh, so, I mean, he has big playability. The question is, is like, do you pay that much money to a safety though? Like, that's not really a, one of those big money positions like corner yeah. or quarterback right. or left tackle or, you know, like the, the defensive end. Like, this isn't. A huge thing, which is why you see a lot of big name safeties and move on in free agencies because they're not getting like the big contract that they want. I mean, because um, this is a guy. I mean, Landon Collins. I think he got what thirty mil guaranteed. Something like forty. That. He might have got forty. I mean, so Jamal Adams is hoping to get more than that when he comes out. Um, it'd be scary to see him on the 49ers defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be that would be a lot. You know, I mean, they. Um, Unfortunately for Richard Sherman, he's lost a, a step or two, you know yeah. what I mean? So having Jamal Adams on the back end would be awesome. Uh, again, I you know, I want him on the Browns personally myself. I think that'd be – I was just about to say dark horse. I, I had him listed as the Browns. I mean, I could see I, the Browns making some noise dude. as well because you, you still got Baker on that rookie deal. Who uh-huh. knows what he can do? But you got to get defense. You got to get offense. You get another playmaker. It could shore up some of those inconsistencies that Baker may have because you have a better defense. I appreciate you saying may. Yeah, yeah, you know? So, and then we'll get to the Philadelphia Eagles here. Right. Have the money. Have the money. More than enough money. You just got slain. This season. And then now if you get Adams, you just revamp that whole secondary, my friend. Exactly. And, and, the, and the big – question mark the gigantic question mark for the philadelphia <laughs> eagles is that linebacker position and guess uh but i mean you have a guy who can kind of line up in the box or that can stop the run and, and get mm-hmm. after the quarterback yeah. so kind of you know you have your lockdown corner right you have arguably you know well not arguably but a top five defensive line arguably top two top three defensive line i'd be biased enough to say it's one or two uh, but you have like a top five defensive line. If you can get somebody like Jamal Adams, you know what I mean, and and that, that is, it makes your defense so much better. <laughs> yeah, it really does. You know I, what I, mean? I think the same thing with the Browns. Like him and Grant Delpit in the back end was just scary. Uh, Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward. Are you kidding? Mac Wilson in the middle. Like I just love the thing that you brought up scared. the other day when we were texting. You brought up uh, it like LSU. Yeah, in Cleveland. Exactly. Like that team is just loaded with LSU talent. Which I am all for. I mean, right. they've been successful over the years. Their, their defense, anyways, they haven't yeah. had much success with 
quarterbacks outside of Joe Burrow. But. So then, okay, so then um, what would you be willing to give up for Jamal Adams? This is the question. So the rumor is well, that the Jets – the rumor is that the Jets want to not Baker Mayfield. Okay, well, who cares? <laughs> you can't give up. They have Sam Darnold. They don't need a quarterback, right? The rumor is that they want two first-round picks. I think that's way too that's much for a safety. insane. I love Jamal Adams. I'd love him to be on the Eagles, but I would not want to give up two first-round no, picks. No, that's, that's right? a Texans-only deal. Right, and Texans don't have any first round, so they're automatically out. <laughs> I, would, I, I, would, no, I wouldn't say count them out, my friend, but I would at least start with a first-round pick and then – a mid-round pick after. Yeah, I, uh, I'm. I mean, I could see a first rounder. I have no problem with that. Uh, two first rounders is steep. That's yeah. that's a lot. So now, granted, Ramsey just went for two first rounds, and he had two years left on his deal. But that's that. a corner. Like that's yeah. a more valued position than a safety is. Uh, right? I would agree. Um, but just two first rounders is insane. Yeah, yeah that's a lot. That is a lot. Um, so if you're the Browns, what's it going to take? What would you feel comfortable giving up? Second and a fourth or a th- just a third? or I would say at least a, you got to start at a first. So if I, you gave a first and then who's your other safety that you would disagree well, with? Well, I mean. That, you don't really that, see a lot of position for position. Swaps. Yeah, no. And not only that, we right now the person who plays his position would be Andrew Sandejo. Okay. We just got him from Minnesota. So we're not going to. Sign him in free agency just to trade him away. Right. So that's out. My guess, and and this is just me, it would be somebody who they just replaced this year, who they okay. won't need. Uh, Njoku and a first. Something. Yeah. I don't know who. The, I don't know who the tight end is in New York, but I can't imagine it's anyone successful. You know. See, the, um, that's a compelling trade package. Like the the most I could give up for the Texans would be. 2022 first round pick, <laughs> and then like Whitney Merciless. Yeah, he's giving up the rights for high school kids at this point. Nardrick McKinney, uh, th- that's the most I could do for the Texans, and I feel like the Browns just squashed that easily. Yeah, but but that would be that's, – that's the best I could do. That's that. I'm not giving you any more than a first and a joke. Sean, what are you giving up? You're the Eagles. Yeah. So according, according to Over the Cap, um, the Eagles have about – uh, I think it's like 29 million left this year, right? Okay. To spend, yeah. Right. Um, I think there's a few rookies who haven't signed their contracts yet. So let's say 24, 25, right? Yeah. 2021, the Philadelphia Eagles are $50 million <laughs> over the cap. I saw that. So I saw that. you're going to have to give up a position with someone who has a large contract because yeah. you're going to have to take on a large contract. So at least if you can swap it out, make it relatively even, right? Another thing that you need to think about when doing a trade is what do they need, right? You look at receiver. They just yeah. got rid of Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, you have no idea who their tight end is. <laughs> I'll be honest. I honestly do not know who their tight end is. Yeah. Could not tell you. Is it Ryan Griffin? Oh, my goodness. I, it very well could be because I remember him playing for the Jets. But if that's your starter. Yeah. Man. So – I have to Ooh. say this very quietly. Oh, boy. Because, in hushed corners, huh? Because Steph is upstairs, and she is a huge fan of this gentleman. Oh, no. Mm. Lay it on me. What What are some of the Eagles' strongest positions, you think? Tight end. I mean, yeah, for me. You, you kind of just 
I was not, trying to bury the lead here a little oh, bit. No, no, no. But no, the no, defensive no. line, not, quarterback. Not linebacker. Not linebacker. <laughs> yeah, not linebacker. But I mean, you have, you have a, a gentleman, um, when he's not getting knocked out cold, um, mm. is a potential Pro Bowl tight end in Dallas Goddard. That he's is young. True. He's still on his rookie contract. Um, you have another gentleman on the other side of the line. Okay. Um, Super Bowl hero scored the game-winning touchdown Ooh. in Super Bowl 52 for the Philadelphia Eagles. He is going to be 30. No, no, I'm sorry. But I will. Well, you, you're talking about the guy that was on the Bears, right? I am not talking about. Uh, I'm not talking about Trey Burton. So this gentleman is going to be. <laughs> this guy. This gentleman is going to be 30 years old. Which again, not you no. Know, not not specifically old. Still, you know, has some really good years. I think Goddard has done enough to prove himself. Okay. To Ooh. be a number one tight end. Okay. I would try Zach Ertz for Jamal Adams straight up. <laughs> okay. I, I would if I'm the Jets, I'm probably saying no. You gotta give me at least a second round pick. I can't see that's the thing is Urs just set the record two years ago for most receptions, most single season receptions by tight end for like 118 or something like that. Okay. Smashed Tony Gonzalez's record with like three weeks left to play. Right? I, I'm so saying, but you are giving Sam Darnold, who has no downfield threat, you're giving him yeah, I, one I, of the a top three sure handed tight end in the league. I honestly think he's a better catcher of the ball than George Kittle. Kittle's a little bit better after the catch. He's a better blocker, yeah. obviously. Um, Kelsey's probably a better receiving uh, option than, than Ertz. But I don't think they'd ever – I don't think the Eagles would do it because of what he and his wife mean to the city. And, again, game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. So would you uh, trade – Broken all the records. Dallas Goddard. So here's the – I would do Goddard. But I think you'd have to give up more. I think you'd have to do Goddard in like a second or Goddard in a first, and that's too much for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you could do Goddard in like a third. Right now, they're tied in totally for the Jets. That. Ryan Griffin. Yeah. That's that's yeah. What I was Chris uh, Herndon. You know oh, yeah. Is. Chris Herndon. I forgot. Yeah, he was. he's he, he's solid. Yeah, yeah. Ross Travis. No idea. And Couldn't tell. You can stop right there. Yeah, okay. You yeah. can stop right there. That, that's about it. They're wide receivers. God. They have Vincent Smith from the Texans. No idea who that is. Jeff Smith, Rashard Perryman, Denzel hey. Memes, oh, oh, they get yeah. Josh Doxson, and their number one wide receiver, Jamison Crowder. Okay. Not really super threatening at this moment. No, no. So my question is, is you, or my, my point is you give them something that they need. You give them a bright star in Goddard, or you give them an established superstar tight end in Ertz. Um, if you're the Eagles, you're gaining, you're picking up where Malcolm Jenkins left off. Cause as of right now, their safeties are Rodney McLeod and newly appointed, um, Jalen Mills, who is making the f- conversion from corner right. safety. Right. Yeah. So we'll be interesting as you get a top two, top three safety. I think he's the best in the league. Right. Now. I would take, I would take Tyron Matthew over him. Uh, Tyron Matthew does way more than he does. He's a better in coverage. 
I don't know he, about in coverage. I think Adams has him in coverage. And me, I, I would sacks. take Minka Fitzpatrick over him. But my thing is, I That's think, tough. I think with Matthew, what he brings is the other intangibles, is the leaderships traits. Right. Yeah, definitely. That's the the trait. Like I don't know if Adams has that. Well, because we've seen the Jets team. Uh, I mean, uh, I would say he does, but he's never been on teams that are anywhere near as successful as Tyron Matthews' teams have. So you wouldn't you wouldn't know what he's like on a winning team because he's never been on one. Right. You know, I can guarantee you Tyron Matthews on a losing team probably isn't a great guy to be around. I don't know. Like, I, I've seen – I've heard quotes like the losing football teams and Tyron Matthews is still getting it. Like, hey, guys, we need to grind this out and we need yeah. to do he's, it again. As someone who's worked in – close quarters with him being as someone who's uh, had an event with him. Uh, you can just tell he's genuinely a good person and you follow him. You see all the behind the, the scenes stuff and he's definitely a leader and he's definitely someone who's going to come in the clubhouse and demand respect and get yeah, it of course. immediately. Of course. Yeah. So, and again, I just think he's a better coverage safety and I think he's, I think it's splitting hairs when you come into like stopping the run and getting after the quarterback. I mean, mm. like, I, I can tell you that. I, I think Jamal's better in the box. He's a much better box safety. But I also think you're talking about guys at two different positions. I wouldn't right. ask Jamal Adams to roam around like I would Tyron Matthew. Exactly. And I and I wouldn't ask Tyron Matthew to play to, in the box. Yeah, play in the box the way I would Jamal Adams. But yeah, the intangibles, I, I, I see what you're saying. So again, I th- I think in in the words of the great American philosopher, Bun B. Mm. You got to spend some change for you to make some change. Like you, you're going to give up something to get something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's um, not what Bun B quote I thought you were going with, but I like right. that. Uh, but if I'm the Eagles, you have to do something with that defense. I mean, I love Darius Slay, but if on the other side, it's still Russell Douglas or Avante Maddox, Russell Douglas, hot garbage. Like I would, I would throw him in. I would do, I could do Goddard. And Russell Douglas. <laughs> you and, could uh, want and, him out at that point. Huh? You know what I mean? At, uh, Russell Goddard and maybe a, a fourth. And, <laughs> Sign you up. You know what I mean? And, and I'm cool with it. I would hate to see Goddard le- go because he's young and he is a dog. Like, he's yeah, so he good. And that's why I threw out solid. I, that's why I threw out the Ertz thing first because there's more, I feel like there's more upside with Goddard than there is with Ertz. I think we've seen yeah. the best Ertz is. And when he's in when he's his best, he's like top three, top four oh, tight end. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, this dude Goddard, he's a much better blocker, like run blocker, he's a much better pass blocker. He I don't know, man. So I'm do you just, think he can I, be I'm best? all signed up on Goddard being our number one tight end? So like, do you think he can be like Kittle's level? I don't see why not, honestly. Yeah. With as much as Carson likes to throw to the tight end position, um, and with the speed on the outside, it's going to be wide open in the middle for for him and Ertz to to. Do you to think move he's around. better than Blake Jarwin? I don't even know who that is, man. Yes, <laughs> tight end for the. Cowboys. I know who it is. I know who it is, but it's not even close, bro. Yeah, you could stack him on top of the. The corpse of Jason Witten. No, I remember watching some of the Eagles game. <laughs> still smells like Stetson. With you and watching when Dallas – remember that I think it was a penalty or whatever on one of the plays. Like he just was a man child. He ran for like six yeah, yards. And they, yeah. And they called it back. But like he – Because he just out like physical to another man. Like the guy's next level when he gets it. That's why I was actually surprised that he got knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you got, you got, it was a sucker punch. So I know, but know. like – 
because you've seen him take so much physical abuse, and like he's mm-hmm. a dog. Like he, he doesn't run out of bounds. He'll go after. Oh yeah, which is right. And Zach Ertz is like one hundred percent scared of yards after catch. You're not a yak guy, dude. He, I literally watched him. There was a he was caught the ball on the sideline. There was a guy about five yards behind him, and he stopped. I guess I guess his thought was hoping that the guy would run past him and he could go around him. But instead of just running forward and letting the guy right. catch him and get an extra seven, ten yards. He like catch the ball dead stop, let the dude catch up to him, and then try to make a move and got tackled. I was like, just, just keep running, running. keep running straight. Yeah. And going. then I was like, okay, well, you know, you can only get so much view on the TV. Maybe we can't see. There's like three guys off camera waiting to tackle him. There was nobody. No. It was the end zone in front of him. He <laughs> wasn't gonna out, he wasn't gonna outrun the guy. Yeah, but, but at least he gets six, seven more yards. Yeah. Something, man. You're a tall guy, long strides. <laughs> fall forward. You know, fall forward, baby. But. I've never seen another man so scared of yards after catch, but mm. but that, and that and that is why I, I I put him forward, and I and I I really do love Zaggers, but I'll be honest, at the we said all of that for me to say this, I don't think he gets traded. I think Joe, <laughs> I think Joe Douglas, like they have the money. Joe Douglas has come out and said like we're gonna pay him, like we he he's gonna be a jet. Like I don't, you have two years on your deal, yeah, and we have the money to pay you that you want. What's so what's the problem? the problem? You know what I mean? Like, what's the problem? Like, I understand you want to be on a winning team. I get it. Everyone gets frustrated, but like, I'm coach. down to pay you. So do you think Adam Gase is gone after this year? Man, I, I if I'm the front office and my choices are pay Jamal or watch him go or keep Adam Gase, because Jamal Adam Gase got to go. Bye, bye. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but Adam Gase wears zero head protection and plays zero plays per game. Talk so about like, it. You know Jamal Adams is a fan favorite. That's like yeah. That's the guy. It's not Le'Veon Bell. It's not Sam Darnold. It's Jamal. Yeah. So if yeah, first things first. If you're asking me who goes first, Jamal Adams or Adam Gase? Adam. Hey. Adam Gase is his record is thirty and thirty four. So he has a losing record as a coach, and he's zero and one in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Zero Super Bowls won. But that goes without saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think he was uh, right place, right time. Who was he? The he was like a quarterback coach or an offensive coordinator. Well, he was with the Dolphins first, right? But I think he, even before that, I thought he was with oh the I Patriots or somebody. I, yeah, I thought oh Broncos, yeah. Broncos. You're right. So I think he was probably there with the Peyton Manning team and got himself a chip mm-hmm. and then got lucky with I don't know, but that's that's probably exactly what happened. He yeah. won with Peyton, went to Miami, and realized without a you know Hall of Fame quarterback, life is much tougher. How long has he been the coach for the Jets? This was his first year. So I remember he had like the crazy eyes at the press conference. He was like, "Oh yeah, remember that? I do." He was jacked. Um, But yeah, and and I was listening to Colin Coward, and he made a great point. He said, um, "If you draft a player, and in two years he's one of the best at his position, you pay him every like what is there? What 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 are we debating about? Then that isn't that what you want when you draft somebody number six overall? Yeah, exactly. you are hoping that he's the best player at his position. You are, and then he becomes the best player. You position. are, but you're secretly you're like, damn, now we're gonna have to pay. Like, now we have to reset the bar, you know? Yeah. Like, but but then maybe you shouldn't draft a safety at number six. That, uh, there is that. But again, I mean, I think you did all, this to yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think, and you all. got what you wanted. <laughs> hey, you he, draft someone that high in hopes that they're going to be the best of their position. That is true. And he turned out to be it. Hey, we developed him. Hey, he'd be like, hey, play another year. We'll, when it comes next year, we'll we'll make it right. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's frustration of losing. It's the hatred for the head coach, and you know, it's not not being where you want to be. So yeah, losing hurts, man. I tell you. 
um, from one losing franchise to another, um, the Detroit Lions had big news coming out. Um, their owner, Martha Firestone Ford, correct oh. me if I'm wrong, Firestone Ford, or is it Ford Firestone? Firestone Ford. Firestone Ford. Now, when has stepped down from their position, I believe she gave it to her daughter, right? Or yeah. It stayed uh, in the family. It definitely stayed in the family. Right. So when Matt told me his name, I was like, oh, so Firestone Ford. So she's, she's from the Firestone family. Correct. Or was she from the Ford family? Shut and it. then Matt Benavides blew my mind when you told me what you told me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she was born into the Firestone family and married into the Ford family. <laughs> she got a complete set, man. Dude, you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The wedding present was a car. Had to have been. And, like, you're sitting on gajillions of dollars. You you're probably talking about- haven't been to that stadium in decades. And you still have more money than Arkansas. Swimming in tires, my friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'll tell you, if she blows a tire, she's getting a replacement. No, oil changes. Free. I mean, you're getting free Fords. Yeah. <laughs> the whole factory. Man. Okay, yeah. so this is a, a, a game that I wanted to play with you guys. No cheating. No looking at my computer. Okay. We are going to guess the net worth of Martha Firestone Ford. Ooh. You know, it's, and I guess with everything... You know, Google listens to everything. Um, so she's the owner? So she is known for being the principal owner and chairwoman of the Detroit Lions. Okay. Like form, formerly. Um, so she just stepped down. Uh, what else? Uh, Myra, Martha Park Firestone Ford is an American businesswoman and formerly principal, yada, yada, yada. Ford is also on the board of the Henry Ford Health System. Uh, so... My question to you, we're going to do this Price is Right style, closest without going over. Ooh. According to Google, which is 100% accurate, yep, um, always. what is Martha Firestone Ford's net worth? Gregory, we'll start with you. Oh, man. I'm going to say $1.1 bill. $1.1 billion. Man. Matt Benavides. I'll say 575 mil. So okay. half of yeah, Martha Firestone Ford just spit here in that disgustingly low number that you just gave. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my heart. Martha Firestone Ford is somewhere pissed off at you, Matt Benavides. How dare She's you on her own private island smirch the name <laughs> of Firestone Ford? Martha Firestone Ford, closest without going over. Matt Gregory is our winner. You want to try again? You're not going to win, but I want to try again. Ah, 1.25 bill. 1.4 billion dollars. That is a lot of tires. You know, I, I figured if you own a team, that's at least 500 bill. At okay. least. Okay. And then Firestone Ford, you got to tackle another five, right? So well, okay. So let me. Now you know what? It probably went up. That was according. That last time that was recorded was October 2018. So it's probably even more. But in 2018, she was pointing out 1.4 billion as that's a B. That's a billion. That is billions silly. of dollars. Um, that yeah. is crazy. Yeah, so she didn't even notice the Lions. That's insane. To own a football team is like what pocket change. Yeah, right. It's like owning a car company or tire company. Which, <laughs> it, it was whatever. I can't even. Man, that's that's more money in one year than I'll ever see in my entire life. Including debt, which is insane to think about. More in one month, probably. You know, <laughs> and uh, she, like I said, she probably doesn't even remember that she owns the Lions. She hasn't been to a game in Lord knows how long. 
So I'm sure they were probably fans. Her favorite color was probably blue and just had no clue why. No. What do you think when she's in Detroit? That's the home of Ford. Of course. Right? Um, I'm not really super familiar with Firestone, except for like they gave out like really crappy tires for a couple of years, and all those people were dying. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. It was like a, like a two year stretch where they had like really bad oh, yeah. press. The tires would like catch fire, right? Right, right. And the engines so. caught fire. You know, she probably liked horses, so she bought Ford. <laughs> and then she's like, "Hey, I like horses," and she was drunk, so she bought the Lions. There it is. Yeah. It's insane. It's, 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 it just makes me think of like Bill Gates. Having a love affair with uh, who was the dude from Apple? Steve Jobs. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Like them two getting together. Like how much they're. Wow. Oh, they yeah, exactly. I mean? like, Man, insane. So God bless Martha Firestone Ford, who's keep pumping out those cars. You know what I'm saying? Probably a closeted racist. If we're being just 100. I, I have a feeling it might have had a small percentage to do with it, uh, but less than 10. You know. All right. So. um one last little quick thing here. Uh, well, two more things. First off, we'll make this really quick. Uh, Rams and Chargers are going to be headlining Hard Knocks. This is wow. the first year they've done two teams. Um, a lot of cool storylines there. Obviously, yeah. both um, new moving to new stadiums, uh, both in the, you know, the city of Los Angeles, yep. the city of Angels, going to get a ton of press. Who are you more excited to watch the behind the scenes, the Rams, Rams or the Chargers? Ooh, Chargers. Okay. Rams. Tell me why. Yeah. Tell me why Rams. I'm interested to hear this. Rams, you got you got Gurley back. Okay. No. Yeah. They just signed Gurley. No. You're thinking Melvin Gordon. Oh. No, Todd Gurley oh, is yeah, with yeah. Who? the Falcons. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. She's right over my head. I don't I was like, wait, am I wrong? Because both of y'all are like. They have Cam Akers now, right? That's right. They do. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, now I'm getting yeah, over two. Good Man, I'm struggling here. Yes, they have Kim Akers, you're right. Um because Todd yeah. Gurley went to Atlanta. Wow. Yeah. No, it, it for all that reason then, Sean McVay, you know. Aaron Donald? You got Aaron Donald. They they were just in the Super Cooks Bowl. Gone. They're in the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, that's true, but everything that got him there is now not a part of oh, the yeah, team. I mean, it's, it's they, Aaron Donald. They had to pay all that money to uh, Goff. Yeah, it's, it's Aaron Donald, it's Jared Goff, and I think they might have another wide receiver outside they, of Brandon They have Ramsey. They trade for Ramsey. And they, yeah, yeah, they have Ramsey. Ramsey. Uh, the white guy. Cooper Cup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but see, for me, it's the Chargers. They have, they have Robert Woods. Don't sleep on that boy this year. Oh, yeah. I'm say mm-hmm. he's, he's going to go. The Ramsey – it's interesting to me. I mean, I, they have – it could be a landslide or they could potentially make the playoffs. I don't know. We'll I mean, see. yeah, it, if Cam Akers can get going, that that will be a dangerous team, I'll tell you that. And he is a good running back. I, don't know. Uh, I believe in Sean McVay, but I, I, I don't think they're – I'd be surprised if they get to 500, I'll be honest. Well, I mean, with their division, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. Arizona just got better. Seattle is Seattle. Seattle, Seattle. 49ers. 49ers just won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, Yeah. so the the division isn't going to help you any. But, yeah, for me, it's the Chargers. You got the the Tyrod Herbert thing. That'll be interesting to watch. Tyrod Taylor. Oza. Tyrod Taylor, the best nickname in football, T-Mobile. Oh, great uh, nickname for that is that is good. Yeah. Um, and and I think you you probably you get to see Austin Eckler. Um, yeah, Austin Eckler too. But I, I I'd like to see Keenan Allen a little bit more. I think he's got a bit of a personality. It's something you could probably right bring out. And you got Mike Williams there on the off. Yeah, the other yeah side. You got Mike Henry. Williams. Derwin James is probably 
I'd be excited to see him behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, I think him and then Aaron Donald on the Chargers, or I'm sorry, the Rams, are the two guys I'd be looking forward to okay. most to watching, like behind the scenes and just how they act. And the, I think they were the, that Amazon thing that I was telling you about that the Eagles did, oh, they yeah. did the same thing with the Rams like two or three years ago. And it was uh, Aaron Donald, another D lineman, I forget who, showed up to some college and they were playing ping pong with some college kids, no shirts on, just jack. <laughs> Dude, that's unnecessary. Dude, yeah. Put your shirt on. Yeah, but And he was just hilarious. So I'm looking forward uh, to seeing uh, more of that. <laughs> I think Sean McVay could be the new John Gruden. Okay. Everybody was behind that guy. Everybody loved watching what he said. Knock on wood if you feel me. Okay. Oh, good one. And I feel like that's the little protege there, you know? Sean McVay is wicked smart. And, yeah. you know, wicked. Wicked. I, I think if – if you just gave me John Gruden talking to football players, you're going to watch it. And I'm, I think that's what Sean McVay is. So, okay. You said you, you want to see Rams. They wanted you to see Chargers. I wanted to see Rams for one reason, one reason only. Shoot. Sean McVay's supermodel wife. Right? What? Wait, you don't know Sean McVay's wife? No. No, hold on. I do not know. Sean McVay is married to uh, a supermodel. Literally, when you type in Sean McVay, the first thing is Sean McVay football coach, obviously. Second thing is Sean McVay girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend. Well, yeah, we need well, this one says wife. Veronica Komen? I have no oh, idea. Is Sean McVay. My age, like 33, 34. That's C. Okay, yeah. She is, I mean, I'd take her out, but she's, she's buying. She's, Good night. She's not ugly by any means. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely see all of her personality in these photos. Both of them. Yeah. Goodness. Um, so, I mean, Sean McVay was the youngest NFL head coach. Um, smoke show of a, of a wife I'm and girlfriend. I'm telling you. Um, his life does not suck. You know? I mean, uh, yeah. granted, he does have Jared Goff as his quarterback, but other than that, <laughs> uh, he seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah, and I, and I guarantee you he has some swank, you know, L.A., Oceanside, rise, you know, uh, something that's, like, awesome. So, um, but yeah, I'm interested. I love Hard Knocks. I think last, last year I, I got the HBO Now just to watch Hard Knocks and canceled it like, <laughs> the next month. I'm definitely going to be doing that again next year. I love behind-the-scenes stuff. I love watching kind of Stuff like that. So I'm really excited to see this next year. Two new teams, two new stadiums. First year they're doing a double feature. I think it will take away more from each team. I like, you know, that just means less screen time for both. Yeah. Um, but excited. I think it's coming uh, in August. So we're right around the corner from when, from the from the debut. And I'm also excited to see how they're handling the COVID stuff. Yeah. Because that's going to play a huge part in it as for well. For sure. Same as the you stadium. Know, you brought up hard knocks. We can look at the other step is last chance you. I brought it up to you guys. Oh in the yeah, text. last yeah, chance you, you, the football documentary that follows college uh, football. Obviously, this is the last season, right? Yeah, the the producer is like, hey, I've captured I've captured everything I wanted to these last five years. So now we're gonna go do basketball, which is gonna release twenty twenty one in July, and they're doing their cheer thing, which is like. Just documenting cheer. That right. was that was a huge hit though. Yeah, like, was it? That was the same people, the same yeah, guys, same guy, huh. that same producer. And so he he's done all these like random projects. So he just wants to venture out and get the different perspectives of, of different things. Now cheer was a big hit, man. Yeah, it's supposed like... to be up for a bunch of rewards. I'm, I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it either. But I've heard I've heard it got real good reviews. Well, um, yeah. So some some more things to look forward to. Baseball's back. Basketball's 
right around the corner. Football, we're getting closer and closer. Um, sports is right around the corner. Oh, we'll actually man. have more context in these, in these shows. Um, anything else you guys can think of? We can pretty much shut it off here. That was all the stuff I had. I'm good, man. Maybe next time we can do a mock draft or something. I don't know. Gregory's been itching to do yeah, that. I, I think we should. I think we should uh, uh, go ahead and do a, a special here where we just do a little mock draft. Or kind of just like a like a fantasy episode. I'm, I would really like to do that. Uh, I'd like to to get some more people's uh, feedback. I got a few DMs about some stuff. Awesome. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So um, go ahead and give them one more time that how to reach us. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, if y'all wanna to reach out, uh, you can send us a message on Instagram, um, MSM Productions Twenty Twenty. Um, like I said, I got a few more. We're gonna do a mailbag uh, sub- suggestions as far as fantasy goes. So. Yeah, man, keep reaching out to us. I really appreciate it. And that uh, the email is what? MSM Daily Mail. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you can DM us, you can email us, and that is msmdailymail at gmail.com. Um, you can send it there. You can find us on Instagram. Um, I, I would prefer an email just because it's a little bit more detailed. I can really get into it. But, hey, man, I, at this point, I really don't care. Whatever works. Reach out to us. We want to hear more from you. Uh, be on the lookout for next week. We'll try to get back to our regular Wednesday releases. Uh, we had a little scheduling conflict, but we're right back at you. This Today, Thursday, is when you're hearing this. Um, so we're trying to get back to you next week around the same time. Uh, I think there's a lot of interest in doing a fantasy pod, as you guys just heard. Um, well, we'll see. Any Anything crazy pops up, we'll make sure to cover that as well. Um, y'all enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, weekend's yep. right around the corner. Yeah, yep. Uh 4th of July is coming 4th up. 4th of July. Get the fireworks out. I'm excited. All right, guys. Signing off. Until next week, this has been Sean Crow. Matt Benavides. Anthony Thomas, Michael Gregory. Y'all See have you. a good one. Yeah.